evening. Um, after Kirby said that shouldn't take for granted the ability to be in a basic nurses, the ability to daven in a shul, the ability to learn in a shul, the ability to learn in person. Um, seems we need reminding of how one shouldn't take things for granted. Um, on a personal note, as most of you probably know, um, my brother's in Ukraine, um, in a position where literally have the opportunity to matzal nefeshachas on a where it sounds almost 10 minutely basis the amount of calls coming in people asking for help to direct, to pick up to um, it's not partial um, sorry it's become a bit of a yeah uh, kind of there's people journey, but there's also there's not many people on the ground who can try and direct and help. And you know, I remember always growing up and hearing stories of how my uh, grandfather fled Germany and the generation before my grandparents, great grandparents. And always, you know, with the luxury of hindsight that one doesn't have, I always used to question, you know, what took them so long. You know, why didn't they leave? What took them so long? What were they thinking? Writing was on the wall, surely, etc. And the answer that one gave was, was, you know, life was very comfortable. And one never believes that something's going to happen. Especially when you're contributing or you think you're contributing so much to society. Surely, you know, uh, such a thing can't happen. Um, that doesn't even apply here. Because Mamush, the, the Yidin in Ukraine have nothing, um, you know, and, and yet still many find it very, very hard to get up and pick up and move, you know, and the concept of the Chavetz Chaim with his briefcase or suitcase by the front door, because any day Mashiach can come, is a concept, most of us aren't on that madriga. Allah has come over Kama, us in Golas here, you know, with all the, the possessions and properties and you know, how, how, how settled one is. It's very easy from here to look across and judge and ask and question. And often there are answers that we don't even know. Cheshbonus, we don't even know. Um, but now just on, on, on Shabbos, you know, we're sitting here, we're doubling in shul, we're singing the Chadoidi in shul, and they're singing the Chadoidi on a bus, um, crossing bridges which hours later are blown up. It, it's, it's surreal. It's, it's mamish, mashunadik. Um, you know, you get to sit at a Shabbos table with the family and, 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 and uh, sit in his mirrors and eat. And we've got food to eat. And we're not worried what we're going to eat tomorrow. And we're not worried what we're going to eat next week. We might be worried about what Pesach prices are going to look like. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's it's, it's very surreal. It's very surreal. And, and uh, there's a few messages one has to take. First of all, not to take anything for granted. Um... You know, there, there are families which are arriving at the border and the men are being turned back because there's a khir of, of conscription. So they're not being allowed to leave because they have to join the army. You know, you've got, you've got the, the concept of Yiddish men having to pick up arms to fight in Eastern Europe. You know, we, we grew up on stories of these, you know, the, 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 the Gedolim who used to have people come and try and get out of conscription. The hidden hair, it, it, it's the mind, mind boggles. 
but but lichayu also part of the chiyuv is in some way it's been nice about in chaveri, which is difficult from here. You know, we can dove and we can feel. Um, you know, there was a famous story with the Rebbe uh, Kotler. The whole Second World War, she drank coffee or tea, whatever one it was, without sugar. Epos, epos, something to be. Not that they gain from it, right? But most of all, isn't dafka that they gain from it. I actually asked my brother today, if, if or yesterday and today, if there's any way you can get hold of me for the names of the Shem Kadesh, the people there. Maybe we can give out each person can pick one name of one child, double for that one child. He said to me, I wish I had the time to get the names of the Shem Kadesh. He said, I've got lists, so many different lists that it's uh, for different things. It's, it, it's, it's, you know, it's beyond. I'm still, I'm not giving up. It's, um, we'll, we'll get the list and maybe we'll give out. It's a person. People can dub maybe for one name here, there. But Lechaira, we have a chiyu to try and do something. And Lechaira, part of the chinuch in the home has to be that we should be searching for a chiyu to try and do something. And, and, and the home should feel, you know, that, 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 uh... See, some have asked the question, which is a good question, you know, this is not a new phenomenon. There have been yidn in steroids who have been bombed for, you know, decades, etc. It's a good question. I don't, I'm not saying have a terror to it, but something about this feels different. Um, and uh, maybe there also we should have faced but, but that's not a true for why now one shouldn't uh, try and do, feel something, be mishtatif in whichever way one can. Um, fine, but there are still people in their homes who are being shelled and having to sleep in, you know, in, in safety bunk, whatever. Okay, but here, uh, this is a mechoman, and as you say, there's, they don't have the protective force or anyone, so to speak, fighting on their behalf, but it's them. Um, and, and no one knows how it's going to end and we have to do our bit not that our bit is very much that we can do but if we can't do much at least it should bother us that we can't do much not just that you know they're making I don't know I don't follow this is not an appeal uh, I don't know I don't know they have a page and, and the other most also have pages etc I, I, I don't know like I say this is not an appeal this is a ruchnistic appeal Okay, that, that, with that we're not debating uh, yeah, today. The, the, yeah, to try to get in the minds of, of uh, yeah, yeah. Khan. So we're able to sit and learn in a shoe together, Hashem, with peace and quiet, and, and without uh, you know. Uh, and, the little frustrations that come our way in life, maybe we need to put them into context. Uh, my mother told me she was in school on Friday and people were calling up and apologizing that their children were stuck in traffic. Last Friday there was a lot of traffic. So they are calling out to apologize. My, my child is stuck in traffic. They're going to be late to school. And she said to me, my child is stuck in traffic. <laughs> you know, watch them, your traffic, no problem. She said, the parents are probably wondering why she was so calm. Come in traffic, come whenever you want. <laughs> you know, there's traffic and there's traffic. And it puts things in perspective a little bit. Akaponim, so last week um, in the Shia, we began within the Gedarim of Oriv, a Machrekus Achreinim possibly you showing him into how to understand um, 
the relationship between the Ariv and the Loive. When the Ariv guarantees a debt and then ends up paying because the Loive doesn't have money. Let's talk about a regular Ariv, not Ariv Kabbani even. And then we said he's got recourse from the Loive. It's theoretical at the time because if the Loive had money then he would have paid the Malva. But one day if he's got money, the Loive, um, the, the Ariv can go after the Loive for the money. So we were analysing that obligation on the lover to pay back the oriv. When does it begin? When? What's the origin of the chiyuv? And we had two options in the mafarshim. The first option is at the time when the oriv pays out, the malva comes to him. He says, "I've been to the oriv. The oriv hasn't got the money, and can you please pay me out?" And he pays out. So, at that stage, he's effectively, you could say, he's like laid out the money for the lover, and the lover has to pay him back, in which case the shibud would have been created at the time when he paid the money to the malva. The second option is that no, at the time when the Ariv signs on the dotted line of the shtachoiv, where there's a malva, and there's a lover, and there's an Ariv, and the Ariv is signing a chayas, at that moment, there's an understanding between the parties without even having to be spoken out. That simultaneous with the Oriv being Mechaev himself to the Malva, that in Timst if it transpires that the Malva can't get the money off the Lover, then the Oriv is going to have to pay. At the same time, the Lover is being Mechaev himself to the Oriv. That in Timst he's like being an Oriv to the Oriv. In Timst that the Malva comes to you and claims money off you, I'm going to compensate you. One day, if I can, the money which you paid out on my behalf. In which case, the Chiyuv, the origins of the Chiyuv would go back to the time of the Halvor. And we said there are a number of Nafkiminas. One Nafkimina we said, which is an obvious Nafkimina, easy Nafkimina to, to, to understand, is the Shibud on the Karaka of the Loiva. Let's say we're speaking about Arav Kapun. It's easier about Arav Kapun. So about Arav Kapun, if the Chiyuv Although it could be the machlekes ba'ariv is not the same ba'ariv kavan, but let's just let's just theoretically use that as an example. If the lover had property at the time of the halvor, and he subsequently sold that property, <coughs> excuse me, and we're talking about the time of Chazal when there was a shibud karaka, which meant you can go after the lekuchas. The malva doesn't want to go after the lekuchas; he goes after the ariv because he's ariv kavan. So the malva's got the opportunity to go after the ariv. When the Ariv comes back to the Lover to claim from the Lover, and the Lover hasn't got money, but he has a property which he had at the time of the Halvor, but he sold it before the time when the Malva came to the Ariv. So just put some dates in it. So we're holding now by Adar Shani, Nili, Adarishan, still one more day. Holding by, by Adarishan. So imagine tomorrow night, Adar Shani, Aleph Adar Shani, um, the is the Shtachoiv. And then, Rosh Nisan, the Lover sells the property. And Rosh Chodesh the, the Malva comes to the Ariv, he says, can you pay up? And he pays up. And now the Malva, the Ariv wants to know, can he go after that property which was sold in Rosh Nisan to a third party? Because, there's a Shubud on it. Can he go after that property? So if you say that the, his Chayvus that the Lover has to the Ariv is because in the first approach, where the Ariv laid out money on his behalf, so to speak, when he paid, 
because he paid on his behalf, that's when the Chiyuv begins, then at that moment, there was no money owed, uh, so there's no property which was owned anymore by, by the Lover. The Lover had already sold the property. So if the Chiyuv between the Oriv and the Lover begins only when the Lover puts his hand in his wallet and pays out the money, then the fact that the, that the, sorry, the Oriv, then the fact that the Lover owned the property a month before is completely irrelevant. But if you say that the same way that the Shibud of the Malva begins at the time of the Shlachoiv, so too the Shibud between the Lov and the Oriv begins also at the time of the Shlachoiv, then the fact that the Oriv only pays out Rishchidosh Iyar is irrelevant. Because now that he's paid out Rishchidosh Iyar, the Mafreya, it turns out, from Rishchidosh Adar, that's when the Lover was Meshubud to the Oriv, and therefore the property which he sold Rishchidosh Nisan you could go after. So that would be one nafkimina. We mentioned in last year another nafkimina would be shmitzah. Now there's two parts to this nafkimina of shmitzah. One part is the gabi hilcha shmitzah being meshamat, where shmitzah wipes out a chayv, and another part is the gabi hilcha's prusbul. When a prusbul works, for what a prusbul works. So. Let's do it first with Prusbul, because the Prusbul is, I think, a little bit easier. If I can get it straight in my head. Mitzvah Shem, in six months' time, we're going to start talking properly about Prusbul, and the is going to get ready. Do I need to write Prusbul? Do I not need to write Prusbul? Do I have any chovers? Maybe I've got a to Iska, maybe, whatever, whatever, whatever. One of the things which we advise the public and we ourselves have to bear in mind when it comes to sitting down and writing a prosbul, is any choiv, which, any money which is lent after the prosbul is written, is not affected by the prosbul. If you understand prosbul, and there's various different ways of understanding it, but if you understand prosbul, is Moses Shteris of Lebezn you're effectively handing over the debts to Bezden. And therefore, it's not you who's claiming after Rosh Hashanah uh, old debt. It's Bezden. And Bezden are allowed to, for whatever reason, however we learn, it's a Mishnah in Shreyas, and before we came onto it, before Puzzle was thought of, there was a Mishnah that predated all of it, saying, Meisah Shreyas of the Bezden, Shemitah is not Mashamat. So, however that works, you don't need to get bogged down in that now, however that works, so I've handed over a Chayv, Shemitah won't be Mashamat. If I subsequently lend money after I've written my prosbul, right, so let's say I'm getting the vase, it's getting Erev Rosh Hashanah this year, and I don't want to leave it to the last minute, others on wide, I'll forget, and I'll get busy, and everything else that comes along, and then I won't write my prosbul, so I write my prosbul already uh, five days before I write my prosbul, and then someone comes out to me and asks me, can they borrow a hundred pounds? And I lend them a hundred pounds, and they're meant to pay me back the next day, and they don't, they forget. And then I forget, and it comes to Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah comes and goes. So my prosbul won't help that hundred pounds. Because my prosbul can only help chayvus which predated the writing of the prosbul. So the farshim say, Ibazai, what happens in a case where a chayv begins, let's say now, there's a chayv with a malva, with a lover, with a oriv, and then the Zman Piroin for the Chayv is a few days before Rosh Hashanah. That's when the Chayv is due. And the Ariv goes and writes a Puzbul a few days before that. 
He already writes his puzzle, so maybe not so shriach, but it could happen. He writes his puzzle a few days before that. And then, Erev Rosh Hashanah, the Malva comes along to the Orev, and he says, listen here, I've gone to the Lover, Lover hasn't got any money, it's Rosh Hashanah, you Madzin, can you please pay out before Rosh Hashanah, I want the money, I don't have to sign, buy any principles, this is the only Chayv I have, I want the money paid, you're an Orev, please do the honorable thing before you Madzin, you know, clear your debts before you Madzin, you'll be amazed, the amount of Dinitari which come along every year in Elul, you know, people, either because a Malva wants to reckon his thing, or because he's hoping that then the Lover, or whoever it is, will feel a bit, you know, a bit more uh, to pay up the money he owes. Right? No, not forgiving. So, yeah. So, so, Lemaisa, at that stage, Erev Rosh Hashanah, the Arif feels bad, he feels, you know, guilty, but Lemaisa, at the end of the day, it's Rosh Hashanah, you imagine, he wants to go into Rosh Hashanah, you know, the guy standing two rows in front of him in shul, he doesn't know every time he turns around he feels guilty. No, I'll pay the Chayv. I'll pay the Chayv and he pays the money. Right? After Rosh Hashanah, he goes to the Lover, and he says to the Lover, by the way, I didn't want to bother you over Rosh Hashanah, but, you know, you didn't have the money, he's been chasing you already for I don't know how long, you didn't have the money, and, and uh, I paid. I paid up, so you owe me that money. So, Mr. Shem, when you do get money, I know that, you know, your, 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 your grandparents should have a Yomim, but, you know, I know there's a, there's a Yusha coming your way sometime in the next X amount of years. When you get the money, I'm telling you now, please, I'm putting you on notice, I'd like to be paid. So, the lover turns around and he says, tell me, when did you pay? He says, Erev Hosh Hashanah, you know, he turned around and said to me, you're going to see me in shul, you know, you're going to pay? Erev Hosh Hashanah, I paid. He said, that's funny because on Sunday, I saw you in the Besa Medrash, assuming we have the Besa Medrash back by then, right, properly, or the whole whatever it is, I saw you waiting online to my principal already on Sunday. He said, yeah. He said, so, the principal that you wrote before Rosh Hashanah, you wrote before you paid the money. So I don't know if that principle helps for a that was created after you wrote the principle. Right? People become very well versed in Hilch's principle when they owe, when they owe money. Right? So I don't know. I, I, it's a shayla. You have to ask a shayla. Right? So, Mepharshim say, Ah, Nukudus Amachlekes will be mamish this, this point. If the chayv was created at the time of the Ksiva star, then even though the Ariv hadn't yet paid the money, there's a shibud between him and the Lover that if in eventuality he ends up paying the money, the mafreya, he has a right to come after the assets of the Lover from now. That means there was a shibud that already existed now. And we look at that mamish like a star chayv already from now. As such, that star chayv that the Ariv has, he was most of the Shtarei through the Prusbal, to say that in Tim Suleyma I end up paying that chayv, the shiva that I have already from now, I'm not going to be the one collecting it. Best then you're going to be the one collecting on my behalf. So by Medoram, you can say that if the shiva was created at the time of the Shtar chayv. But if you say nothing's happened at the time of Shtar chayv, all that's happened is that the Oriv has signed Arvus. But because if the Oriv Lemaisa pays out the money, he's paying out on the Lover's behalf. That's how we look at it. He's laying out for the Lover. When he lays out for the labor, now the labor owes him money. If that's the case, then a principle he signed a few days before because he has OCD and he needed to make sure it was done, it doesn't help. That's it. He, he, the the principle predated any chayv. It doesn't help. It doesn't work. So the labor would have a sign.
So this Nakuda, which we're saying, again, has a real life Nafkimina, could have a real life Nafkimina, Legabi Hilchus Prusu. Now it could have a real life Nafkimina, Legabi Hilchus Shvius as well, get Prusu. Um, but this is more complicated. So, because we're touching on it, again, really, we, I don't intend going all through Hilchus uh, Puzzle yet. It's a uh, Schmitz and Puzzle, or maybe wait, it's um, a bit nearer the time and it's fresh. But, within Hilchus Schmitz's Ksofim, there's a Machlekes Hushenim as to what debts does Schmitz wipe out. What debts does Schmitz wipe out? Does Schmitz wipe out only debts which originate as a halva, or does Schmitter wipe out any obligations which are outstanding? Any chiyuvim whatsoever that a person owes, does Schmitter come along and wipe it out? Now, there's a mission in Shviz, which says the hakofas chanus, which means money owed on what they call in America a tab. Right? If you have an account in a shop, there's money owed on the account, You've taken goods and you haven't yet paid. So Schmitter is not Mashamut that money. Schmitter doesn't wipe out that money. If Zakhva love the Milva, if you've already said, no, you owe me that money, please pay me that money. And we have to see what Zakhva love Milva means nowadays, whether it means when you've already sent an invoice and it's due or whatever it is, then it's been converted into a debt and that's when the Chayv is due. So, Shainim and Shainim is, how do you understand Hakafas Chanus? Why is a regular Hakafas Chanus, before it's been converted into a straight up debt, why Schmitz and not Mashamat that, that Chayv? There's money owed. You've taken goods from a shop, you haven't paid, you owe the shop money. So, why, why shouldn't Schmitz be Mashamat? So, some Mashainim want to learn, you know why Schmitz is not Mashamat? Because the origin of that debt is not a Chayv. It's not halva. You didn't borrow money and, 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 and you owe money. You took credit. It's a mekach memka. We've discussed before in Hilchas halva. There's enough community between mekach memka and, and halva. Legabe ribis teiraiz or jabonon. Schirus also money's owed for rent. So that's not halva. So maybe that's why Akavas Chanus is not Shmita's not Masham because the, the origin of the debt is not a halva. Other mafarshim shenim b'siyosif. No, no, that's not pshat. It's a technical issue by Kofas Chanus that the Derech Mechachememka in those days, somehow, I don't know how it works exactly, was that people borrowed for very, very, not borrowed, they bought with very, very long, long line of credit. And every year, two, whatever it is, mummish, a long, long period of time, that's when they would be due and that's when they'd settle up. Right? So Hashem came. If the nature of Akavas Hanus is that you don't pay for a long period of time, so Shmita comes along in the middle of that time, then Shmita is not Mashama. Not because the origin is a Mecca Chememka, but because this man Piron hasn't come yet. Like I've told you, if you've got a mortgage where the capital only has to get repaid uh, ten years later, and there's a Shmita in the middle, like there'll always be in a ten-year loan, Shmita is not Mashama. You don't have to worry about Prusbul. And no London can turn around to walking to Bank Lomi and say, oh my 10 year, 25 year mortgage, whatever it is, by the way, did Bank Lomi, did you write a proposal? Right? It's irrelevant, because it's not yet due. Right? So, so you can maybe ask that question on different things than they do write proposals, but whatever. <coughs> so, there's a, you say this thing, Machlekes. If Schmitter is Bechlal Moshamut on something which doesn't originate as a halvo. Now, 
come back to our Shaila. We have a Shaila how to look at Oriv. The relationship between Oriv and Lova, the Chiyuv on a Lova to compensate the Oriv for the money that he paid to the Malva. When is that Chiyuv from? Or maybe not, when is it from? Why is there a Chiyuv? Is there a Chiyuv because the Oriv laid out money for the Lova? By paying the Malva, he's laying out money for the Lova. What would you call if you say, I'm laying out money for the Lova? Say, I'm lending him money. If you go to a shop, and I ask you, do me a favor, you're going to the shop, can you please buy me, you're going to Chaim's books, can you please buy me a chumish? And you take money from your wallet, and you buy me a chumish. What is that? Is that Mecca Chumemka? No, it's halva. Because I'm not buying a chumish off you on credit. You're laying out money for me. So you're lending money. It's, it's no different than if I'm standing next to you in the shop, and I say, oh, I forgot my wallet. And you take out... £20, you give it to me and I give it to the shop. Or you're standing there instead and you take out £20 from your wallet and you give it to the shop. You're lending me money. That's the yeah, that's not relevant at all. So, a milval pair. Right? You don't need to have a milval star. That's the shayla. That's the shayla. Well, that, that's ex- exactly part of what we're debating. So if Shah is that the Chiyuv of the Lova begins only at the moment that the Oriv bails him out, pays the Malva, then it's like Havar. At that moment, the Lova is being lent money by the Oriv who is here saying, you want me to pay your bill? Which we know you do because you made me sign Arvus. That's what it means. You told me then. You want me to pay your bill? Okay, here, I'm paying your bill now. You owe me that money. It's no different than if they'll all be standing in the room at the time period and the Lova says to the Oriv, can you do me a favor? I can't pay. The Malva wants the money. I haven't got the money. Can you pay for me? It's halva. If it's halva, and after that will come Rosh Hashanah, right, we've changed from the scenario before. If Rosh Hashanah of Shemitah, this coming Rosh Hashanah would happen after the Oriv has, uh, um, I was actually careful to say it that way before, but after the uh, um, Oriv has paid the money, right, so the Oriv pays the money, like I said, my Moshe before Erev Rosh Hashanah, Shemitah will come along and will be Mosham of the Chayv, if there's no Puzbul. However, if you understand that the time when the star is written, <coughs> straight away, whenever he's got money, he owes me from now. I've laid out for him now. He owes me money now. He hasn't got the money. So he hasn't got the money, but he owes me the money. Yeah. If you understand that the chiyuv on the lova originates at the time when the Oreo signs on the star, and the lova malva signs on the star, or even if there is no star. And it's a mobile pair with the Oriv in the room, and we said the Oriv at the time of the Halvor doesn't need a Kenyan even, right, but here I'm not. At that moment, at that triangle going on here, there's a Chiyuv on the Lova to pay the, the, the Oriv. So what is that Chiyuv? Why is there a Chiyuv? What's happened that should create a Chiyuv between the Lova and the Oriv? The Oriv hasn't laid that money from at that moment. Right? The Oriv hasn't given him money at that moment. That's the Malva who's given him money. So why is there a Chiyuv on the Lover? How do you understand it? I, I mean, I've told you these two options, but I haven't explained to you, we haven't explored this option. Why does it work? What makes it work? So you could say, like I've been saying to you, it's understood. It's understood between the Lover and the Oriv, that's what's happening. But what does, well, since when does understood create a Chiyuv? So what are we saying? Yes, but what happens because of the Gmiris Das? What does the Gmiris Das do? It allows the Malva to make a loan. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, 
Okay. But why does that make the lova owe the money to the Orev? What, 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 what's he owing for? What's happened? He hasn't given him anything. Okay. So what, so, so again, if the Lover was in the room and he was asking to explain to him, okay, that's the benefit in kinds I'm getting. So therefore, what am I doing? Well, no, what am I, the Lover, doing as a result of the fact that he's... Right, so again, but as far as the Orev is concerned... Okay, and how do we say that in, in Gemara Shprach? I'm being mechai of myself. Because the Orev is underwriting my loan, I'm obliging myself... Sorry about that. I'm obliging myself... I'll send off in case you don't get the message. I'm obliging myself... I'm being mischai of myself that in Tim Sulaymah it transpires that the Orev actually has to is realized, his Orev is realized and he ends up having to pay I will, I'm chai from now already I haven't received anything I haven't received the money from him now he hasn't lent me money now but, be, but because he's being mechai of himself it's understood that like he's being mechai himself to the mother I'm being mechai of myself to him now if you learn that Shemitah is only mechamot on a halva, but not necessarily mishaba on his chayvus, right? If there's no money passing hands, at the moment there's no money passing hands, the malva is lending money to the lover. So that's a halva. But the oriv is not lending money to the lover. The oriv is guaranteeing the debt. And because of that, the lover is being mishaya of himself to the lover, to the oriv. But, but then it's his chayvus. If it's his chayvus, if you learn that Schmidt is only mishama on halva, maybe Schmidt is not mishama hebechal. Understand? So, so, so it's not till now I've come to you with clever nafgaminas in timing. Right? In other words, it's purely been about the timing. Whether it's pshat that he sold a property in between the two times. Or whether it's pshat that the writing of the prusible happened between the two times. But it's, that's technical on timing. Now it's saying, no, no, no. The yesoid of what's happening is different. They're fundamentally different. If you understand that the Ischivas is happening only when the Ariv pays out, then that's a halva. He's lending money to the Leva. He doesn't have to give it to the Leva. I can lend you money. If you tell me to give money to Ruven, I give money on your behalf. That's a halva. We've discussed this many times before. So then the halva is at the time, there's a halva. That's why Ischiv. Why is the Leva owe money to the Ariv? Because he's lent him money. Mashenkin, if you say that the reason why he, he owes him money is because at the moment when he signs on the Arivus, the lover was mischayev to him. It's not halval. It's ischayevus. Normally, it won't amount to, to any difference. Because then the day, I owe you money. Whether I owe you money because I was mischayev. Whether I owe you money because I borrowed. Whether I owe you money because whatever other reason. I owe you money. That's the bottom line. I'm liable. I owe you money. You have a shibud. So who cares why? But now we might care why. See, he's buying the loan. Then he's taking over his shibut. Then he gets that shibut. Correct, correct. Um, <coughs> the problem is that the Oriv, um, 
we're not saying it doesn't have to be that way, but the Malva um, won't be happy relying on the fact that the oil says, if you can't get paid by the Lova, I'll buy the debt off you. Will you, won't you? Is that Is that Kinyan Etain? What is that? I think, I think works as but effectively, when he pays up. But he's not buying it. You're saying he could buy it. What would happen if when he comes to pay up, the oil says, you know what? Please, please don't come to me as the oil. Let me rather buy the debt. And the mother says, what's the difference? He says, there's no difference to you. No difference to you. I'm going to pay you 100 pence to the pound. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that because I'm buying the debt, you've got to go down in money, because I know as an oil, you can come after me for all the money. But let me buy it. Why am I better off buying it? Because if I buy it, I get all the shibudzim that you have, which I don't have if I'm only paying up on the time. No, to you it seems the way that would would, would make the most uh, economic sense. That doesn't mean that's what's happening. If you sign as a uh, if you sign as a guarantor on a bank loan, right? Then when you when they come to you, Hassan, not you, when they come to Ruven and, uh, as a guarantor on a bank loan and he pays, they're not selling him the debt. You're a guarantor. You sign as a guarantor. Now, you're, you're definitely not going to tell me it was intuitive, that the understanding. I mean, it could be there's difference to taxes and who knows what we're having. trying to sell an obligation. The obligation that the loader had towards the mother is now an obligation he has towards the oil. Oh, now is that because the loader uh, uh, now has been lent money by the oil who's laid out on his behalf? He's paid his bill. That's, that's, that's a simple way of understanding. Well, the oil is always worse off than the malva. Because if the malva is guaranteed to get paid and the lova isn't. So the lova. Yeah. He's always, he's always worse off because the because the malva would have a shibud not just on a lova who might not have assets, but he's got a shibud on the who's secure. And the oil has got no shibud. Exactly. So, so, so why does that not bother you? And this does. Because that's what he signed up for. He signed up. He hasn't got... No, just to be clear. Yes, so, so, that, so like we said, that actual scenario isn't really negated by normal Oriv. It would only be negated by, by uh, uh, Oriv Kaplan. Because if he's got assets he could get of the Lovers, why is he coming onto the Oriv? Now, I don't know if he's got a right to do that. Even the government of Nechosim I don't remember the government of whether the Malva has to go to Nechosim Shabbatim before he goes to an Arif. I don't remember. I think he does, but I don't remember. Now, Arif Kaplan's mum is different. Arif Kaplan, you're signing to, to be liable. Uh, now, Arif Kaplan, Arif Kaplan in this whole Shaila could also be different. Because Arif Kaplan could be understood, and we've had this in Hilchas Ribis, Completely differently. Our carbon, we could understand, and we said that there's some chayim, neisakelim, and shochnor, who seem to understand that by our carbon, where the lovers, the malvas are chosen who to go to, if he ends up going to the oriv, then the mafreya, we look at it as if the original loan was to the oriv, and the oriv is the one who lent it to the loan. In which case, he'll have the shibudim from day one. Correct, but not because he's buying the loan. It means on day one he borrows it and lent it on, so to speak. And that's why we've discussed if a person 
is 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 kablan on a choy from a from a goy, right? So it could well be that then if the arv ends up paying, that he lent the money to the arv, and the arv lent the money to live, and now and there's a ribbis problem between those two years. We discussed that before. But, but let's say let's say that's the case. Um, which of those two mahalchim would you fit that into? No, I would say fakat. Just because I have a loan facility doesn't mean I borrowed money today. If I get a loan facility from you, if I get, a, I understand. If if they're giving me the money ready now, then I've got it from now. If you give me a loan facility, whenever I want, I can come borrow for you a thousand pounds. You got it sitting in your safe. Whenever I want, I can come borrow for. And I only come in six weeks' time. But the shivers won't begin then, because there's been no halvor. All you've done is you told him, whenever you want to borrow, you can borrow from now. Because technically, why shouldn't you do it then and you're secure and then you don't need to have a hassle at the time when he wants to draw down and start drawing up documents? But I'm saying in, 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 in the world that you work, as far as I know, there's no such thing as shibud on nechosim, unless you're going to register a charge or notice or anything else, where we're going to look at the date of, of when the shibud started. You know, he signs on that, on that line means that he's going to be liable. I'm trying to think, there's no such concept of the zman, I'm not, whatever, it could be in, could be in bankruptcy, I'm not sure if there's nothing on, on, on the, when he got rid of assets. Yeah, I no, I understand, I'm saying even if you learn there's a facility, yeah. until that facility is realized, pastures, there's no shibboleth. In, in your modern day scenario, it won't be relevant because the documents there and everything and, and you owe the money, so what difference the shibboleth, not the shibboleth. There's no concept in law of going after a property that's been sold if there wasn't a charge or notice on it. Because, by the way, you didn't realize when you bought this property, I'd lent him money and I've got him over star, so I can take the property. Now, if that happened, the whole property market would collapse. So, you know, now they'll be able to do business. But, but, um, so I don't, I don't know if that, if that's more much the same. But, but, but what we're seeing here is, is, if, Shai, it goes after the original Zman, then according to the Mufarshim, it should be that Schmidt is not Mashamat. Um, that won't mum we haven't got time to do so next week we'll begin with the Shulchan Aruch in in Hechus Samozayin in these halachas where we might have to get a bit more creative to try and squeeze in even according to the first mahala Shkoyach